Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia! Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Welcome back, everybody. We had a little spring break break. Yes, yes. And we finally resurfaced. We're back again. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and in dramatic fashion. <laughs> and we're going to drink 903 Brewers from Texas, which yeah. we sampled during... We did, we did. Was it the beer mosa or was it food pairing? No, it was food pairing. And I had never drank them before. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, because okay, they were that. the Girl Scout cookie... Um, Pairing one. Yeah. Or Samoas. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So, we're going to head back to them because that was impressive. That tasted like Girl Scout cookies. So, I don't see why we wouldn't uh, give them another go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're going to start with their, you told me, Frosted Animal Cookies. Yes. Which is another <laughs> cookie beer. <laughs> I know. That's true. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah. yes. So, it's a buttercream and cookie-flavored stout, which I'm fascinated by. Ooh, it's a Says stout, too. It pairs with hummingbird cake, spiced lamb, and nature documentaries. So... That's, a, that's an interesting combination <laughs> right? of things. Yeah. So, we're going to give it a try. And, again, I haven't drank either of these beers because the only beer I've ever had from them was... The one we tried the uh, couple episodes ago. Yeah. So. Thank you. Let's give this a try. Yeah. I actually like the Frosted Animal Cookie Cookies. I haven't had those in forever. Yeah, right? Yeah. When you said that was time. what we were drinking, I was like, ooh, Frosted Animal Cookies. I didn't actually realize it was a stout, but I could totally see that. All right. Yeah. It smells That's, amazing. I really love it. It does smell good. It smells like it's cookies. It's got a good head on it, too. It does. I'm kind of excited. All right. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. It's got a sweetness to it. It almost has a little bit of a shortbread taste to it. I was going to say it's it's almost a little nutty. Not mm. like, mm-hmm. you know I what I mean? That. It's not yeah. like peanut or anything. No, no, no. It's just got a little bit of that like nutty flavor. Yeah, like I could I could see that. Yeah. And sometimes shortbread has it, the like combination of bread, cake, nut, like weird consistency. Right. But it definitely. But I'm getting a lot of the little frosted cookie mm-hmm. in the, on the aftertaste here now, too. So yeah. now that I've had a drink, I can kind see of breathed it. it in a little bit. I definitely get this uh, animal cookie. I could totally see the like little sweetness from like the frosting E and the mm-hmm. like, you know, more savory of a cookie type <laughs> flavor. It's a good combination. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would guess animal frosted animal cookie because it's kind of a weird thing to yeah, think I'm to drink. Yeah, I'm trying to place it like what but would I call it this? It definitely yeah. has the sweetness and the, you know, kind of the complex flavoring that it's got a lot going on, but it's a really good uh, blend of things. It's very smooth and it definitely is a really good taste, I think. Yeah, Ooh. I like it. This is good. Yeah, I think it smells one. like cookie to me. It does. Like that's where it I does, get. It does, yeah. The aroma smells like shortbread cookie. Maybe that's cookie. why I got it on the aftertaste a little bit because I like breathed it out. Yeah. 
and breathing it in and out, I'm getting that sugary, yeah, that, sweet cookie. That like shortbread cookie is yes. what this smells like to me for sure. And it's Definitely. got more sweetness on the taste. So yeah. fascinating. I don't know. I like it. All right. 903 is doing pretty good. Yeah. So. Tell me about 903. Yeah. So they're out of Texas, Sherman, Texas, which is a small town not far from Oklahoma, actually. Um, 903 Brewers is owned by a husband and wife, Jeremy and Natalie. Um, Jeremy is also the brewer, so he started okay. home brewing. Not a big shock. Uh, um, <laughs> like many, many, many craft breweries begin with. Um, so they kind of started setting the stage for the idea of opening a brewery, I guess. They went and visited on a trip and saw some big breweries, and Jeremy left and went home and bought all the home brewing equipment that he could. Mm. <laughs> so so he started brewing at home. And then after a few years of brewing at home, um, they wound up opening 903 Brewers in 2013. Um, their One of their first brews was a toasted coconut ale called The Chosen One. Um, okay. They had a lot of support from their church. So they are a bit, um, they are a Christian kind of backed brewery texas not super surprising mm-hmm. um and yeah so uh they've won a number of different awards in 2015 their sasquatch chocolate milk stout uh took a silver at the great american uh beer festival okay they've also won um at the great american beer festival for their scotch ale um so they've been recognized they only distributed kind of in that their area for quite a while and i think uh within the last couple of years started distributing okay. widely so okay. um we can get it here because i got this at yeah. just my local bottle shop so um 903 is the area code in the northeast part of texas that includes sherman um so okay. that's where the 903 comes from um we're familiar with that idea up here in yes, the Chicago yes, yes. land. Definitely. The area codes wind up uh, having some either names of beers or other things. So this is mm-hmm. representative of the area that they are in. Um, so they've had a number of kind of, they wanted to expand. They bought a old schoolhouse building. Oh, okay. Pre pandemic um it was an old schoolhouse built in 1913 they set up a facebook page to talk about their progress etc etc then it just suddenly stopped Mm. so this was pre-pandemic that it actually stopped so i'm not sure if they hit roadblocks there isn't really a lot about it but so they've remained in their uh same location that they've opened since they opened in 2013 and in 2021 ish um they bought uh five acres of land in a separate area okay uh and they broke ground to build a new state-of-the-art multi-million dollar um you know multi-level event space brewery etc and then the city said whoa 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 this big tech company called globatech wants your five acres of land back so they sold their five acres of land back to the city with the agreement that the city would cover any money spent for this transaction and would sell them 10 acres across the street in a different location oh so they are yeah so so it worked out in the end but there was a lot of drama back and forth about 
where are they going to expand to? Because they've, you know, been doing very well and distributing and whatnot. And they wanted to expand pre-pandemic and then they wanted to expand post-pandemic. And now they are officially going to expand, but they have to start over. Right. So that will be the next plan is to work through um, building their new location in their new, new spot. Well, that sounds very dramatic. (laughs) Um, So more things to come, big things to come. They've been doing well. Like I said, they've recently expanded their distribution lines um, and where where they're going to, they've mostly done locally. But um, yeah, so if you're ever in the Sherman, Texas area, I would definitely give them a try. I have not been down to that area, but if I do, I will definitely give it a shot. Um, And hopefully they'll have a new location by the time that that happens. Yeah, and if you can't do that, hopefully you can find it where you live. Yeah, you can find it at your bottle shop. So so anyway, so that's a little bit about 903 Brewers. They've had some ups and downs, it feels like. It seems like they're back on track, and hopefully we'll be expanding soon, and we'll see more stuff from them in the upcoming uh, future. So Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And, you know, so far they're two for two, so I can't really complain about them at Um, this point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So uh, we, I mentioned the word a couple of times already, <laughs> but we're going to talk about drama. We've talked about drama in roundabout ways many times on the podcast, but not true, specifically true. how we deal with drama <laughs> and how our kids deal with drama or how we deal with yes. our kids being dramatic, which are all uh, things that I would like to touch on. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, so, I don't think I was very good at dealing with drama as a child so i think that we need to help our children do yeah better yeah after that in my experience at least you know so i tried to think <laughs> about what i how i experienced or or my perspective on drama as a child or just growing up in general mm-hmm. even if i was a little bit older like high school age sure, sure. um and i think that the thing that came to mind for me was that i would deal occasionally and i'm not gonna name names mm-hmm. but i would occasionally run into the dramatic relative uh, oh, and yeah. i usually just found the whole thing exhausting and not worth my attention <laughs> and i think that that's a big reason people create drama in the first oh, place is yes. for attention yes and i think that as a result i have developed a very low patience mm. for that sort of thing mm-hmm. um and growing up i felt the way that I basically feel now, which is where I just avoid it. Yeah. I remember on several occasions in high (laughs) school where I literally fled from conflict, (laughs) like ran away. Actually physically ran. There were fights. You know, I went to high school. There there were were, fights in high school. That's how high school kids are. And I would physically get out of the area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had my share of female friends that didn't work out and yeah i got a mean note from a girl in high school whose name rhymes with matey and she (laughs) had some issues with me and uh and wrote it all down and shared it with me one day uh, and I just reacted by being very upset. Which is fair and also reasonable for the age. I will say that as a person, though, I think that writing things down is great for me to oh, get things out. But yeah. being the recipient of that is probably almost not necessary. Yeah, I will say not to get dramatic about it, <laughs> uh, that it was just kind of a list of things she didn't like about me. And if yeah, I'm being no. honest, the entire list was just her thinking that I was a selfish person. Ah, okay. Kind of worded differently. Sure, sure, sure. 11 or 12 different times. 
It was a long. She note. busted out the thesaurus. Yeah. And how many t- ways can I, how many different ways can she I was say like, this? I don't like this thing when we play softball together, and I don't like <laughs> when you said this thing about That's vacation. So... And I'm like, oh, okay. As an adult, I can tell you that I think that she just thought she was accusing me of being selfish, and mm. I think she just didn't like me. And you know, yeah, it's whatever. As, as children, it's. You know, it's a little, yeah. You, you take things differently and also more to heart. I definitely took things more to heart as a kid than I do oh, now. Oh, yeah. Now I'm much less concerned about people not liking me than yes. I was. Should, if a person <laughs> a in her position were to approach me today as a, what I would have considered basically just a classmate, so sure. like mm-hmm. an acquaintance. Not a close friend, yeah. And they were just sort of like, I don't really like hanging out with you. I would just be like, okay. Then don't hang out with me. I guess that's fine. We just yeah. won't hang out. <laughs> I will, I appreciate you telling me so that I don't try to hang out with you. That's fair, actually. That's how you should approach that. Just, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, pass. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I'll touch on some other, while I was younger, experiences. I had mm-hmm. a couple other friends mm-hmm. that I had conflict with where it was confrontation. Mm. So, like, not just, like, I stopped being friends with someone. Sure, sure, sure. But where an actual confrontation okay. happened, yeah. and most of those occasions I sort of just avoided it. You know, Honestly, that's for the best. But yeah. yeah, I think that you you hit the nail on the head earlier, though, with people that create or are dramatic is often just to bring attention to themselves in some way, shape or form. And that's often as an adult, I realized, because they weren't getting attention any other way. Yeah. And I so. think when you're younger, when you're kids, mm-hmm. something is going on. Yes. That is causing you to place this anger on somebody. Yeah, it's just mystery. Whether, projecting it to yeah, somebody else. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. it's it's not them, and sometimes maybe they did do something mm-hmm. that just kind of set you off. Sure. And I think when you're young, you know, you allow those things to overtake you, and yeah. these situations happen. I will say as I got more experience with confrontation, mm-hmm. I was less apt to flee, mm-hmm. and... Oh, yeah. Did have occasions where I was friends with a girl in college, Mm -hmm. and we had a bit of a confrontation. Mm -hmm. Not you. (laughs) I would guess not. It's not you. (laughs) None of them are you, Lauren. (laughs) I mean, we're here. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't run away. You probably wouldn't be sitting here with me if I did. Um, And I sort of met that confrontation a little bit and sort of voiced... Mm-hmm. Some of my issues at the same time. And I will say it did not fix our friendship. Well, then that friendship wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah. So in spite of the fact that I thought airing some of my grievances at a time where I was sort of backed into a corner yeah. uh, did not help the situation. Okay. That's so fair. I mm-hmm. didn't learn that I was handling things poorly in the past. I sort of learned, oh, this isn't really going to help. Gotcha. And I, That's did, fair. I went back into my little cave of... <laughs> quiet and avoided drama in the future i don't um i feel even more strongly about avoiding drama now (laughs) than i did Mm. younger i think that there were times when i was younger where if i did like let's say you were upset with me and i was concerned i would spend more time like worrying about that and feeling anxious about that and trying to process how to handle mm, that situation mm-hmm. than I would now. Sure. If you were upset with me right now, first of all, you're a very good friend, so yeah, I assume you would like, just tell hey, me. Hey, you did this thing. But <laughs> if I recognize that you seemed on edge or irritated with mm-hmm. me, I would just say, hey, I don't want you to be upset. Yeah. 
let's talk about what's upsetting you because I want us to be getting along. Yeah, and that's such the hell. It's it's interesting. I feel like I am similar to you in some cases that I tend to avoid drama from people that I think will remain in my life for mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. So they are coworkers or friends of or family or someone that I will probably have to interact with in the future. If there's some sort of drama, I will often just remove myself temporarily from whatever that is. Whether to that let be, the situation yes, cool. Whether that be a particular event or whether that be knowing they're going to be at things and just avoid those for a period of time. Yeah, sure. Now, people that I don't care about, I'm all about confrontation. <laughs> so it completely depends on who they are and whether I care about hurting their feelings. This is an important point for me to mention (laughs) that these are the people that I am attracted to when it comes to friendships, by the way, because while I will go out of my way to avoid any sort of confrontation at all, some of my best friends are people who are like, oh, did you want to fight? Yeah, that's me. Because I will fight you. And I am just that person standing behind you, like pointing at you, but way behind you. And it works. I learned that about myself (laughs) recently. Like, it took me a very long time to realize that I am attracted to people that want to set things on fire sometimes. If the moment calls for it. I am the person that's like, no, why are we why are we messing with fire? And my friends you need fire. Sometimes a little bit of fire just like cleanses. Yes. Sometimes you gotta do a controlled burn. Exactly. But I do not do that. I have people that do that. (laughs) So that that is my take on this whether I will react in, yeah. in one way or another. And, um, you know, I've, I've definitely made mistakes on being uh, too confrontational at times in my life. I feel like I've learned better as I've gotten older. I will say that for the most part, when I was a child or even into high school and somewhat college and whatnot, I didn't have many confrontations with people. Right. I do feel that sometimes, or my husband will tell me, some people are afraid of me, so they don't want to confront me. I have heard that as well. (laughs) I have not... I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know that I've ever felt afraid of you in the tenure of our relationship, Mm -hmm. but I have gotten that sense (laughs) from people you and I have have interacted with where there have been the occasional person that I'm sort of like oh he's gonna stop talking now Mm -hmm. because he's gonna say something and she is going to freak out (laughs) so I don't know what it is specifically about me but I don't know people rarely confront me so I rarely have to react that's not (laughs) necessarily a bad thing like I said I am attracted to the people that have a little bit of that air about them a little bit of that come at me bro Just come at me. (laughs) I've definitely gone through phases in in my life that I've had, you know, perhaps some anger issues, but I control them. And then there's other people that I just, um, you know, there's only a handful of people, friends that I considered actual friends, not just like acquaintances, that we did not even actually have confrontations, but we, for whatever reason, stopped being friends. Um, One person in particular was incredibly dramatic and is still apparently incredibly dramatic. I have no mm. contact with her. Um, I've heard stories about this person. I already know who you're talking just about. Just incredibly dramatic. And that was more of a, 
this person, you cannot reason with some people. Like, I often try and be logical as my first, you know, yeah. first line of defense yeah. is, let's talk this through and explain why you're an idiot. Um, yeah. In a nicer way. way. Just like, you know. But in yeah. a nicer way. <laughs> um, and this person is not someone who you can do that with. There's no There's rational no conversation. no rational conversation whatsoever. Yeah. She's completely irrational. So um, that friendship never never you know was never it at yeah. all and then there's some other people that i've just drifted apart because of circumstance or where we are in our lives but i really i've only literally had like a that kind of a dramatic fallout with like one i'm sure there may be a couple more in my life but not many um so i'm thankful for that that's good i will say that my my daughter must have a similar uh, thought process on things because she will come home and I'll be like, oh, you know, how was she? She only sits with a couple of people at lunch and she plays with different people at recess and whatnot. And at first I was like, hey, I'm kind of worried that she doesn't have a lot of friends. But then she'll come home and she'll be like, oh, my God. And I'll use different names. But she's like, Veronica was so dramatic today. She just cries at everything. And I just can't handle that. So mm. I'm just not going to talk to her. She sounds exactly like <laughs> And you. I was like, that's totally fine. You don't have to. <laughs> and then the next day, it's like, so-and-so cried every time she got tagged in tag. Mommy, why would she ask to play tag if she was going Oof. to cry and i was like i don't know sweetheart a logical like, question i don't think she should play if she's going to cry every time so she'll come home and be like these girls are so dramatic and she'll be the one to use the that exact word like yeah. i can't handle how dramatic they are and i was like then don't you don't have to hang out with them like right it's okay and i said to her i'm like i only had a handful of friends in elementary school yeah. and that was fine like yeah. you don't have to be friends with 15 different girls like yeah oof. not necessary Seems like a lot i don't have the patience for that now and i didn't have the patience for that yeah. Then. yeah like we were um you know we were going to an event the other day and i'm going through my list of like who could i invite and i'm talking to my husband and i'm like i only have like five friends like that's it like yeah well I, and honestly i don't have I, anybody else <laughs> i included my brother and it was because i got the email while i was at work and i read it and i mm -hmm. went oh we got invited to go do this thing i'm gonna ask mike if he can go and my brother went, you, oh, could, ask go. Your brother you could ask your brother if he brother. wants to yeah. go. And I was like, does my brother want to I'm like go? looking at my, yeah. let me get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, my husband's first and then. Yes, of but course. literally but yeah. I was like, me and, me and Brandon were talking and he's like, yeah, I don't have many friends. And I was like, I have like a handful and that's it. Like that I would genuinely want to spend time with and be able to hang out with for an evening. Right. And enjoy it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't. And I'm okay not think, having that many. <laughs> I think that's when that's when drama becomes such a low priority for you that that's how you end up in with, the place that you are. Yeah. Is that you reach the point where the people that you are friends with are the ones that feel the same way about drama mm -hmm. as you do or handle it the way you do or handle it in a way that's compatible with you. Yes. And whatever one of those things it is, mm -hmm. you guys, you know, you yeah, end up mm -hmm. getting along in general. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm, I definitely You and I do agree. not have conflict because mm. I don't really think we disagree on many things. No. And even if we but... did, like, we are not people, the people that I often have conflict with, this came up the other day because my husband got an invitation to a party of something and there was an RSVP to somebody that I have no idea. And I was like, oh, well, I blocked the wife forever ago to 
this party we were invited to. So I can't see if this person is friends with them because she drove me crazy. And it's not even a she's not a nice person. It's a she thinks her opinion is fact. Oof. Even if there are many factual sources that show that her opinion is not a fact. So she is one of those people that you cannot logic with. And I was like, oh. I can't deal with those people. That's so I'm just exhausting. My husband's like, That's you are drama. really good at blocking people on social media. I'm like, I am. Yeah, I am. Because too. I don't I've like gotten really good at that seeing and I and then I read something and I'm like, you're an idiot. And yeah. then I just I just block them so that if I do run into them in real life, I don't have that reminder of, oh, you're an idiot. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, my block game is strong. Yeah. Well, and I think that's actually another like that's another step in the process that we've reached where we're part we interact with social media. Mm-hmm. We're getting older. We still are using these social media platforms. Yeah. And we've learned how to use them in a way that makes them enjoyable for us. And yes. for me, that's unfollowing oh, or blocking people sure. that I can't read their posts every single day about things ridiculousness yes are nonsense that in those in those things i will avoid also i have to avoid conflict with wives of who my husband works with i i i love the firehouse i love the fire department family i get along with a bunch of wives but there is a subset of fire department wives who are stay-at-home moms who don't keep up with current events or science or anything factual and they're just in this little bubble eating bonbons and like reading cosmopolitan oh and those are the people i can't i, I didn't even know that with. world still existed i don't know if it's the same but it's like you know they're gonna go get their starbucks and whatever look at tiktok all day is the equivalent i oh, guess now okay. pretty sure. much mm-hmm. but i can't i can't do it with with them yeah but i have to be civil so those are the people i avoid instead of confronting well you know and that but that comes down to i think in a lot of ways connection you know you just Mm -hmm. don't have a connection with them and then you can be pleasant Mm -hmm. but you're not going to connect on something because you're not going to then come across the common ground because there probably isn't any yeah very very limited if anything my husband does say that i'm really see it's a mix I am really bad. He says I'm really bad at f- pretending to like people I don't like. Like I don't. Oh. I don't put on an air. You of, don't like, kill I, people with kindness. Yeah, or anything no, I don't. Like I, that. I don't. I don't do that. If I don't like you, like you're probably gonna know I don't like you. I am capable of faking it. It's just whether I choose to put forth the energy to fake it or not. And most of the time, I don't. Like if if I don't like you. I'm, not gonna really put forth the energy to pretend well that's okay i do we only have so many years on this earth i mean how many of those years do you want to spend pretending to be nice i don't like i don't really like pretending (laughs) i've never been that kind of a person but yeah so anyway so the, the the drama i try and avoid a lot of it or if it warrants confrontation then i confront but i do think my daughter at this point is of the i don't like the drama uh and i feel like at the our kids age there is two different realms People, especially girls. Yeah. Either I hate they're to do over that, but you're dramatic right. or they're like, I'm going to hang out with all the boys because the girls drive me crazy. Yeah. And that's where, which 
makes sense too because she has two boys at home um her brothers but yeah she's definitely not one of the dramatic girls but some of her friends very much are yeah well and i hear that story a lot from parents who have daughters and uh, so i have two boys so Mm -hmm. i don't get a lot of that Mm -hmm. i will say that i do interacting even with my own children Mm -hmm. they're children so they're going to be dramatic sometimes they always are (laughs) and i try to put on I try to emulate the behavior that I would want them to show Mm -hmm. if they were dealing with someone being dramatic that's fair so for example my son yesterday was Easter my family came over and my one son just like decided that he didn't want to eat dinner and would rather sit in a chair in the other room and sulk okay well that's your choice and I went over Mm -hmm. And was like, it's time for dinner. And he was like, I don't want to eat what we're having for dinner. And I was like, we're having ham. Like, everybody eats ham who doesn't eat ham. Mm, (laughs) I was like, we're having ham and rolls and, like, really You can eat some bread and some ham, kid. Like, Like, you know, have a little bit because it's, you know, because we're not going to have a big meal after this. Mm -hmm. You know, this is kind of it for the day. And he was just like, I don't want to. And he just, like, sat in his chair and I went back to the table, and I started eating my dinner, and my mom was just like, oh, is he all right? Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Is he okay? And I was like, I don't know. Just go talk to him if you want to talk yeah, to him. he's being difficult. Because <laughs> I don't want to give any more attention to that. Yeah. Because I think that if I, if I overreact mm-hmm. to him being dramatic, mm-hmm. there wasn't anything wrong. Yeah, he just he wasn't just... hungry, and he didn't want to sit at the table, so he was going to be grumpy about it. Yeah. And... If I overreact to that, then this behavior becomes a pattern. Oh, yeah. And yes. I don't want to deal with that. My, we had this conversation over spring break, actually. So I was with my godparents out in Arizona and mm-hmm. my parents and our family. And my godmother um, works a lot in education. And she was talking about this woman who. She's a behavior psychologist and she's, I I don't know who she is, but I guess she's published and she does a lot of speak, you know, speaking engagements and stuff. Okay. And she said, which I'm not sure if I agree with, with an autistic kid, but in general, all behavior is learned, which means all behaviors can be learned or unlearned. And as a parent, if you continue reacting in the same way to something your child does, they're going to continue doing that to get what they want. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, that's generally basic parenting if they're going to scream and they always get something when they scream they're going to continue screaming until they get something right so if you let them do their thing and you don't react you know overly to it then they probably aren't getting what they want from you Mm -hmm. and they may try a different tactic or they may give up or they may just you know get bored with it right so yeah yeah i mean i can see that i mean even when they're little you know they always tell you to not overreact to when they like fall down Mm mm-hmm so, you know, your kid yeah. falls in a relatively safe manner and they're two years old. If you run over screaming and you hold them like a baby and you yeah. give them a cookie every time, yeah. <laughs> they're going to do that every single time they fall down, yep. even when they're perfectly fine. Yeah. And they're not bleeding. There's nothing broken. They're fine. But, oh, I fell. Mommy's going to come running and comfort yeah. me in this and that and whatnot. And don't get me wrong. I comfort my children when something's wrong. Of course. But... Yeah behavior is learned and i i do agree with that but i also think that being dramatic somewhat is learned as well because uh in as my daughter gets a little bit older i see her friends interact with their parents and when 
a couple of them are overly dramatic and still whine at nine years old mm-hmm. and still, mm-hmm. you know, flop on the ground and whatnot, they get what they want. And so they're going to mm-hmm. continue to be dramatic because they're mm-hmm. going to get what they want. The problem then becomes them thinking that other people outside of their parents will do the same. And that's where I think right. the continued drama comes from in school and as they get older and as they get to the age where they're dating or different things because they think that I'm going to be dramatic and everyone is going to get give me what I want right. if I'm dramatic. Yeah. And you see some of those people even as they get older yeah. continue to act that way and they inevitably find someone who will acquiesce them. Like, yes. Well, and you're so. totally right. There's always somebody yes. that's going to engage with you yeah. if you're going to be like that. Somebody. They find somebody. Yep. It's not healthy, but they find someone. Yeah. And those are the people that I have a hard time with so you know those are the people that you're like please don't let my son date them when he gets older like I can't we're not there yet sometimes I passively think about that sort of thing like oh the kids that my kids are around Mm -hmm. now like if they were hypothetically around these people in high school age or older you know would I do I like them yeah do I like their parents do I want them do I want to be around their family like and I'll give that some thought. Yeah. I know? have um, one of my kids has a friend who their parent uh, I am not friends with on social media, but I see because we are in similar groups for our neighborhood and our district okay. and our village and things. And she is dramatic. Yeah. Like overly dramatic on social media and that makes me question whether i want my kid hanging out with them because of their parents yeah actions i'm like i don't really like that the way that they are acting so what does that mean for how they raise their kid and what they accept as acceptable behavior right and those things and like i mean you know my kids like we're probably one of the most drama-free households like that we can be i mean all of you know especially the twins are very much avoidance of drama um At this age, at least. Who knows? Things could change. But so I question, like, okay, this person is seriously a drama queen. Like, I don't don't know how I feel about that. Right. So as they get older and as I interact with their friends and their friends' parents, that's something I kind of look for. Like, are we all compatible? (laughs) Your kids, if, you know, children are a reflection of their parents. 100%. if, If your kid's friend is acting like an idiot... Mm-hmm. There is a reason. Yes. You know, you yeah. reach a point, you know, especially we're talking about nine year olds yes. and older. Mm-hmm. When you're that age, somebody m- made you. Somebody molded the way you, you into are. the way you in are. A, in you a are, lot of ways. And, you are very much a reflection of the people. And it's not just your parents, but your yeah. family and, you know, people that you're close with. You know, my, my kids spend a lot of time with my parents or yeah. their godparents or other people. So. Being around authority figures and adults, they pick up how they act. And that's how kids learn is modeling after all the adults that are around them. So I definitely question when the adults are dramatic, 
how that's going to rub off on the children. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So absolutely. I don't know. It's definitely interesting. I don't. Uh, I'm. I'm. You know. I feel like in five years we'll have to have this conversation again as our kids get older. I and... think that's probably a good <laughs> idea. See what happens. But until then, we're gonna drink this Lonely Hearts Beer Club Reserve Series Stout. It's a high ABV, twelve percent. Pairs with chocolate cupcakes. Grilled venison and listening to the Beatles, hence Lonely Hearts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that makes sense. So we'll give this one a shot. There's a whole bunch of uh, miscellaneous characters, pictures on the front of this can. (laughs) I'm making a mess. Tall, skinny can. Not a good feat of engineering. Tall, skinny can. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just behind you over there if you want to grab. See that roll there? On the freezer. Not yet. <laughs> We're in my basement, and it's a bit of an obstacle course. I'm going to hand this back to you because you can wipe it a little bit, yep. if you don't mind. Um, do. Sorry, I'm making a You guys mess. got to witness a spill on air. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> All right, let's, let's give this a shot. Let's smell it. Not as much what is head. My, uh, what is my flavoring oh. here? I'm sorry. It's a great question. Uh, stout Seems aged like... on brandy-soaked cherry and cherry, almonds. Cherry, yeah. Okay, that's mm. what it is. I thought... Fruity and initial, I thought maybe like a pineapple or something. Dark, dark chocolate, dark fruit type. uh, Let me. mm -hmm. Oh, I smell dark fruit for sure. Yeah. Bourbon has a lot of dark fruits. I I taste almond, but I and I smell cherry. I don't get as much dark chocolate as I expected. No cherry i get and the aftertaste i actually get the cherry too the cherry the almond it almost tastes a little more like almond extract though to me yeah then it does like almond almond and that's fair i get it not uncommon you get a lot of that in beer especially depending on the size of the batch you know yeah i could totally get that but i definitely get the all the nutty flavor yeah and the dark fruit flavor i get um, I'm kind of happy it's not as dark chocolatey. I don't love the tartness of dark chocolate, oh, honestly. Sure. Yeah. So this, to me, is a little bit milder than I expected, which I actually like. Um, but definitely the cherry and the nuts I'm tasting. Um, you know, I think it's that, that aged in, in the brandy-soaked cherries. You get a yeah. little bit of that extra sweetness from the brandy, yeah. I would think. That's probably the um, case, yeah. I... Don't love this flavor combination, okay. and I never like. As we have said many times yeah. before, it is not about whether or not we like the beer. Yeah. Personally, it's about whether it's a good representation of the flavors. Yeah, what they're they trying put it together. To... Well, mm-hmm. we have obviously said in the past there have been beers where we've tried where we're like, whoa, this is way too much this, or yeah. this is way yeah, too yeah. much that. I don't feel that way about this beer specifically. It's not mm-hmm. overwhelming. Yeah. I just I don't know if cherry and almond and even a little bit of the brandy i think it's maybe just a bit too sweet for me mm-hmm. in a stout stouts i you know i'm and this is not what this is but i am a russian imperial stout kind of girl so mm. i really like roasty most of the time okay. and this is and I, not roasty right at all. and i don't yeah. expect all my stouts to be that way sure, of course sure. not um I can show you my yes. keyser with Thundertaker in it, which is not a Russian Imperial Stout yes. and is one of my favorite beers in the entire world. So you branch out. Yes. <laughs> However, this is just maybe it's just like a little too sweet for me. I think this if this was 
aged in bourbon barrels or if it had a little bit yeah. different of a or like finish, a rye, maybe then it wouldn't be as sweet. I like this beer, but it is very sweet. This yeah. is like a dessert beer to yeah. me. So like this would be a I could pour this over ice cream and let you know yeah, like sure. this yeah. is a very desserty, almost pastry stout taste yeah. to me. And I, I don't know if accurate. that's what they're going for. It doesn't say anything about that, but this feels like a pastry stout to me. Yeah, so it I think gives that's that extra sweetness. A good description of what um, we're I definitely getting. feel like the the brandy soaked cherries, that comes out to me a lot, which has yeah. a lot of sweetness. Yeah. In my opinion. So if you like that, then this This, this might is, be for this you. Might be for you. I bet you um, Mike will love it. Yeah. So he'll enjoy this. He does like, he does get cherry stuff yeah. okay. on occasion. I am hit or miss with things sure. that have cherry in and them. And this is a sweet cherry, not yeah. a tart cherry. Yeah. So like that's the other thing is that some beers have more of a tartness to it. Mm-hmm. This is definitely that sweet cherry pie type yes. cherry to it. So yeah. there's, you know, you got to expect that. So, I mean, it's. It is. You definitely taste the cherry and the nuttiness and, and whatnot, but um, I'm sure it has is an acquired taste, but um, it's pretty good. It's just a little sweet. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, 903, I would still definitely give them a shot, oh, though. Like, yeah. all of the beers we've had from them have really been spot on in their descriptions, and, and they've also, whether you like the sweetness or not, they're very smooth. They don't put too many adjuncts. Sometimes there's, like, all these things, and you can't pick out the flavors. Totally. I feel like you've been able to really pick out the distinct flavors oh, in yeah. all the beers we've had absolutely from them. So, and you definitely aren't yeah. getting hit over the head by anything no it's like, not exactly what you said overwhelming is... and you're like oh it's too much it's just if it's not for you it's not for you which is totally cool mm-hmm. but i do think they've done a good job of making what they've set out to try and make absolutely. so i will definitely, definitely give them a shot again with i see them around the area yeah so, that cool. sounds good well thanks for joining us guys yeah thanks bye Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.